My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Hallelujah. And someone can say better. Hallelujah. I don't have to wait for a reset. I've been reborn. Hallelujah. Praise God. Born again. And I thank God today because of Jesus Christ. It is better. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can someone say better? Hallelujah. Praise God. As our holy sister was playing. Amen. Since I laid my burdens down, I thank God that what I have today, praise God, what I'm carrying, amen, what, I, I'm not talking about what's around me, amen, sin, even when the Bible says, when you read in Hebrews chapter 12, you're going to have to bring the yellow faders down for me, when you, when the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that, the, that we lay aside the weight, amen, so when she's singing about burdens, amen, I, I, what, what I have, or you know, what I'm carrying, what's upon me today is light, because it comes from Jesus Christ, amen, it's not, hallelujah, I, I thank God, it's not the sin and the weight which, which surrounds us, because when, and we don't have to look very far, we just look outside our window, we just look just on the outside, Paul says there's distress and there's troubles, but on the inside, I thank God this is what makes a difference today for what's on the inside of me. Praise God. His name is, I thank God today, praise God, amen, that there has been a change. Amen. And it's a change for the better, as our sister was singing. And what makes the difference today, praise God, I'm here to let you, to let you in on what, took, on what happened in my life. His name is Jesus. Praise God. It's simple. Amen. I'm not here with six steps or 12 steps or 12 ways or five ways. There is only one way, and his name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. So don't make it complicated. Say, well, I do this and I do this and I do this. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's all it takes. Praise God. Amen. The work which was run on Calvary, that work has already been done. And I thank God today that I can just, I can come in for by grace are ye saved. Amen. I can enter into the grace of God and there it is. Praise God. The plan of God, God's will is I, and I can become a partaker of it. Praise God. Amen. There it is for me in all of God's goodness, in all of God's blessing, and I thank God today. Praise God. It's not something that I'm claiming. It's not something that I'm hoping for when I get out of this dry season, or a bad season, or no season, or the valley season, or whatever. See, I thank God. I'm in it today. I have it today. Praise God. I trust you have the same testimony of saying, are you preaching? No, I'm testifying. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm giving God glory, and I'm giving him praise today. This is what makes the difference. Praise God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I'm not running around looking for the hope. The hope is in me, and his name is Jesus. If you're at home and you have that open you, say the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Lift up that name. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. There's a name that goes with this gospel, and that name is Jesus Christ. It's not a church name. It's not a man's name. It's the Son of God's name, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I thank God today. Praise God for that blessing. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. On December 26th, this is a live stream from, from the House of God here in Montreal. My name is Lincoln, but on December 26th, it's not because of something that from gifts that I got from under a tree or from whatever. However they do it in this world, it's not God's way of doing it. Amen. So I thank God today, having received it God's way. Amen. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's the gift I'm talking about. The gift, amen, with a capital G. Amen. A gift of all other gifts, amen, that can only exist because God so loved this world. Hallelujah. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Praise God. I thank God today that we're going to take some time to glorify God. We're going to take some time to thank God, amen, for who, amen, for who he is. Praise God. I read a scripture and on our, to our French, in, in our French meeting, which just ended a few minutes ago. And I read from Psalm 60. That's 6 zero, Psalm 60. And verse 5, it says, That thy beloved may be delivered. Praise God. There's deliverance for you and I today. Praise God. Amen. Save with thy right hand and hear me. So when I pray in a moment or two, I thank God today that there's not a picture or an image or a statue in front of me. Praise God. There is a living God. My God is not dead tonight. Amen. He is alive and he lives in me. Jesus Christ is not dead tonight. Amen. I can be talking about a lot of other people that came through this earth. Amen. They had their time. Amen. Whatever names you want to put on it. Buddha's dead. Mohammed's dead. John Joseph Smith is dead. Mary Baker Eddy's dead. They're all dead. Amen. Jesus Christ, yeah, he was dead for a few hours. But what makes the difference is he died for me. He died according to the will of God. He didn't die of old age. He wasn't stricken by a heart attack. He died because he took my sin. And not only my sin, but my sickness and my sorrow. He took it upon him and he nailed it to the cross. That's why today, knowing that he is in me today, when he came off that cross, it's that's where sin was nailed. That's where sin stays. It is no longer sin that reigns, that has dominion over me. It is Jesus Christ. And for the past two weeks, I've been teaching on rulers and rules. And it is Jesus Christ that that rules, that, amen, that reigns in me. And I thank God today. That makes a difference. We go way back. Praise God. Amen. A couple thousand years ago, Paul says, had they known, they may not have, they may not have reacted the same way they did, but Jesus Christ had to go to a cross. And anyone who tried to stop him, it didn't make any difference. The plan of God came to pass. Can someone say thank you? Amen. Thank you to our Father in heaven today. Amen. Thank you for what he has done. Amen. Thank you for what he continues to do. The Bible says that God is faithful to his word. There's a lot of responsibility that ends up, but God is not only faithful, God has not only spoken, but the Bible says that he is also able. Praise God. Can someone say able? Amen. My God can. 
Praise God. Amen. That's why I want to be hooked up. I want to be, amen, joint hair and a co-hair where the power is, amen, where the deliverance is, where the victory is, where the light of this world is, where this great salvation is. Praise God. I thank God today. Hallelujah. I'm not interested in the creation. I All my interests, praise God, all my focus today is on the creator. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A God who is able to speak the Word. Praise God. And it doesn't matter how many thousands, millions, billions, or trillions years later. I don't know when the beginning was. We can't put a number on it. The computers aren't smart enough, or man and women is not smart enough. But however many, whenever the beginning was, that Word was spoken, and that Word is still being kept. Praise God. That Word is still effective. That Word is still in effect. Amen. The word still works. Amen. God's word spoken is God's word performed. And I thank God today, praise God, that I see it come to pass in my life. If you have that privilege, if you have that blessing, put your hands up. Praise God. Amen. Everyone in front of me, our hands are up. We're getting ready, praise God, to, 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 to glorify God. Someone can start by saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen. For the work which was wrought on Calvary. Someone can say, thank you, amen, my Father in heaven for... You so loved the world that you gave, that you sent your only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He came amongst his own. He dwelled amongst his own. And I thank God today, praise God, that, yeah, there was so many refused and rejected. But today, praise God, the choice, I, I am choosing life. And his name is Jesus. I'm not choosing to lose. I'm choosing to live. And his name is Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ, and he came and he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And I thank God today. Hallelujah, that Jesus, when he said, I have come to give you this life and I've come to give it to you more abundantly today, praise God. I mean, I'm not refusing it. I've accepted the gift which God has for us today, praise God. Amen. I listen to what, the, I'll reread this first line. It says, that thy beloved, amen, may be delivered. God, amen, once the love of God is bestowed upon us, we change categories. Oh, we may be a little strange. We may be a little peculiar we, we, to, to our neighbors or to this world. They may, they, may, they, they, they may try to understand us. It becomes a stumbling block to, to a certain nation, and it becomes, it's not uneasily understood to any other nation as well. You need to just get saved, get spiritual, praise God, enter in, begin to read words of spirit and of life, and I thank God, praise God, amen. The carnality begins to shed. Amen. The carnality begins to fall. Amen. I thank God. Amen. The, the bondage that needs to be broken is broken. The yoke that needs to be broken is broken. Amen. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of God. Amen. By that oil, praise God, which will start to pour down from the top of your head. It'll run down your face. It'll run down your beard if you have one. That's what the Bible says. It'll run down over your breastplate. It'll run down. Amen. To have your, where your loins are girt. Praise God. And I thank God today. This is who God is, and this is His plan. Praise God. Amen. This is not a regular church service. This is God's plan. Amen. This is not a routine or a ritual that said that, that traditions of men and women have accumulated to some point where we, you know, everything is, we say yay and nay, and we, we just end up, you know, standing still or looking like we're in a max, wax museum. We can't move. We can't say nothing. Or, you know, this is not a, 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 a mass that will take place in the Vatican. Amen. This is not some pontifical mass or some pontifical meeting some, from some guy with a pointy hat. Amen. We've just gone through the season of a man dressed all in red with a white beard. I'm not talking about that either. That's not the spirit of Amen. That's the wrong spirit. We're going to look at the right spirit today, and we're going to look at wrong spirits. We just went through a season of wrong spirits, but thank God that spirit had no effect. Amen. On the spirit of God, the spirit of truth, which is in me. 
Someone say in me. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't we all, you know, we walk through the circumstances. Amen. We walk through and we hear what people have to say. But I thank God today that it's of none effect. Hallelujah. Amen. What's effectual? What is today? I, I thank God. To, I, I, I don't know if maybe in the comment section, some of you can give a thumbs up or clap or hand towards some acknowledge saying, I'm with you and I know where you're at. Amen. To walk in this freedom and to walk in this liberty. Amen. Galatians chapter five, it says that we not be entangled again. Amen. That leads me to believe, yeah, I was entangled. I was messed up. Amen. But not again. Someone say not again. Amen. Be not entangled again with that yoke of bondage. Broken. Amen. I'm going to pray in a couple of minutes. Amen. If whatever needs to be broken in your life. Amen. End the year. This is December 26th. If you're listening to the live stream, end this year. Break the bondage of whatever, whatever chains that you can't seem to shake or to break. Today, the, the anointing will break. Every yoke is what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Put your hands up. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to get ready to pray. Thank you, Jesus. As I said, if you were able to, I'll see the comment section a little later on, but if you were able to acknowledge, say, yeah, I'm walking. I'm delivered. I'm set free. The truth came my way and set me free. Hallelujah. Are your hands up and thanking Jesus? Thanking your Father in heaven? Truth. Hallelujah. So what truth are you talking about? Jesus Christ. He is. Someone say he is. Hallelujah. Someone else say he is. Amen. I'm not talking about truth and stuff that people just what you think is truth. I'm talking about what is truth and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. The words which proceeded out of his mouth, they are words of spirit and, say it, truth. Amen. Say it, truth. Hands up. Praise God. Not going to be messed up. King James says entangled. Amen. Tangled up. Amen. Praise God. Not going to be messed up. Again. Hallelujah. Just to make sure I'm quoting it right. Praise God. Keep your hands up. You don't have to. I'm going to say the scripture. It's going to enter into your ears. I want to keep you. I want you to keep your hands up. I just want to make sure I'm getting, I'm quoting every single word. It's important. I'm finding Galatians chapter five. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again. Amen. Someone, someone can say, once was enough. Amen. Once was enough. Amen. At home, you can say, once was enough. Maybe some of you sitting there say, yeah, man, I messed myself up two, three times. Oh, enough's enough. Put it that way. Whether it be once, twice, three times, or five years or whatever. Enough is enough. Say enough's enough. And the promise that I'm giving you today, keep your hands up and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, name of deliverance, name of power, in Jesus' name, I come against the bondage. I come against the spirits of wickedness that are in this air, dominating the race, dominating the nations.
dominating the people of this earth, billions of them. But I thank God today that we can find someone who is standing not only in the gap, but there's someone that is standing with a scepter of righteousness that is holding it up for the nations to see that the word which was spoken in the beginning is the very same word that we need today. And I thank God, Lord, through the efforts, amen, of this technology and my brothers and sisters helping me today, that we can announce, uh, that we can, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but we can proclaim with the liberty which we have today. And I thank you for it, praise God. There's no one walking into this place to to sit me down and to shut me up. But I thank God today, praise God, amen, with the liberty where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And this spirit, praise God. Lord, I thank God for the spirit of truth. Lord, I thank God, amen, for the spirit, praise God. You have given us a new spirit. We're done with the old, for old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I thank God for your, for, for godly things today. Giving you the praise and the glory for this opportunity that we have once again. Thank God for the message which was we were able to uh, bring forth in French despite all the problems and technologically speaking we had. But through your spirit, there is people that heard this message already as we get ready to repost it and replay it. Same in the English. Maybe they're sharing this link or just happening, amen, through, through all the things that are available online. Amen, someone will land on this page as I speak, as I announce, as I preach. Praise God. The good news, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank God today, praise God, that this is possible because of your will, because of your way, and we're not holding back. I thank God, amen, we're not sitting around, we're not waiting around, praise God. But today, we are ready. I thank God, amen, for vessels which are meet for the master's use, praise God. We have served you throughout this year, and this being the last Sunday, the last weekend of this year, Lord, but I thank God today, praise God, that we have chosen not to be preoccupied by the things of this world, but we are chosen to occupy ourselves today, amen? We're occupied to the end. We've got so much we got to do, but right now, today, everything stops, praise God, for the best time of the week. Hallelujah. Whatever time zone you're in, amen, you can mark, look at the clock and say, this is the best time of the week when the preaching, when the anointed preaching of the Word of God will come forth, when, when the Word of God will be delivered for the good of my soul. Lord, I appreciate it, and I'm so thankful, praise God, for this opportunity, this blessing. Anoint your servant as the word of God comes forth, Lord, for strength. I thank God today for your word, praise God, praise God, which will make its way into good ground. I thank God today, praise God, ears are opened right now in Jesus' name. Eyes are open to see, ears are open to hear, and our hearts are open to perceive and to receive what you have today. What the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church today, it will be received, praise God. Hallelujah. With open ears, open eyes, open hearts, open hearts. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, as we get ready once again to sit down, hallelujah, and to feast. Praise God. This is not turkey dinner. This is the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. This is not manna, which just fell from the skies. This is manna from heaven. This is the bread, which is Jesus Christ. Your son, my father in heaven, your son, you sent us bread. Praise God. And I thank God today that we can pray, give us this day. 
Lord, as we gather together and as we assemble together, I thank God, give us right now our daily bread. Praise God. Whoever's listening to me, whatever part of this world, whatever part of this country they may be in, give us this day our daily bread. This is my prayer, and I give you all the praise and the glory that it is possible because of you and because of the work which was wrought on Calvary, because of your son, Jesus Christ, who you sent into this world because you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall be saved. You did not send your son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world by him, that the world through Jesus Christ may be saved. And I thank God today there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but who are walking after the spirit. Make us spiritual today. Take away the flesh. Take away the carnal aspects. Take away the sin and the weight which surrounds us, which so easily besets us today, that, may, that we may run with patience the race which is set before us as we press toward amen, that prize. Praise God. We press toward the mark. Sorry. We press toward the mark for the prize. Praise God. That high calling which is before us. Praise God. And I thank God today. Nothing else matters. Praise God. Nothing else matters. Whatever weapon is formed against us, it shall not prosper. The greater one is in us. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. And I give you all the honor today for this. In Jesus' name I pray. I want all the saints to say amen. Hallelujah. In your houses, say amen. Say, I don't care if the dog howls, say amen. I don't care if the goldfish jumps out of the bowl. Shout it. Say amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm sure I'm going to see some amens and some hands up and praying hands and clapping hands and whatever you, whatever the emojis can do, as best as an emoji can do. Amen. But God wants to hear it from your mouth. So stop pressing those buttons for a second or two and say amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Say I'm thankful all the days of my life. Praise God. Say glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Say what you say. So that God will receive him and a, a more excellent sacrifice. Amen. As we offer unto God an odor of a sweet smell. Amen. That God will receive. Praise God. I'm not talking about your offerings or your tithes. Amen. I'm talking about the fruit of your lips continually giving God the praise and the glory. Go ahead and do that. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. Someone say amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For that new walk, that new talk that we have. Praise God. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Clap and rejoice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Since I laid. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Since I laid my burdens down. Let's rejoice, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say, so much better. Hallelujah. Since I live, 
so much better. Praise God. One more time. Glory, glory. And home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Since I got rid of what was tangling me up. Amen. We can say since I got rid of, amen, you know, what was like, you know, what was, like I said, what was, what was, I got rid of all the tangles. That's what I'm trying to say. Get the French amen. out of my system. I got rid of all the tangles. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So they say, well, your hair has always been straight. What kind of conditioner do you use? His name is Jesus. Amen. He'll condition you just right. Praise God. In every aspect of your life, not just your hair. Amen. To make it or do away with the curls or the tangles. I don't know how it works because I actually don't use conditioner up the, in the bottle. Amen. I have a conditioner for my soul and his name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. So better. Someone say better. Amen. I am so thankful for better. Praise God. And that comes with Jesus Christ. Amen. His word. Praise God. I've got a King James Bible in my hand. And his word is what makes the difference. Praise God. In, in the lives of people who have entered into the plan of God or to the will of God. Amen. Past couple of weeks, we're looking at rulers and rules, and we find out we're going to... Well, last week, we kind of sidetracked. We spent the week on peace, and some of you are thankful. If you're listening today, I received some comments this week saying that, that that's, I needed this blessing. Some of you serve God with your offering, saying, I'm serving God with an offering because that preaching has, has blessed me. That preaching was what I needed to hear. And so, I, and I thank God, amen. To God be all the glory for this. Praise God. Sometimes text that I send out, and I send out text to all kinds of people and emails. Amen. Brothers and sisters, some of you get, get the verse every day. And one day this week, my brother, um, I trust, my, I'm pretty well sure my brother's listening. He never misses a Sunday. I mean, he wrote back. He said, I kind of went to bed last night and, you know, wasn't sure. And, you know, that what I was doing was the, you know, the doubts that the devil, the devil sows seeds of doubt. But he said, I woke up and I read your text, man. He says, you know, I know the devil is a liar today because you sow the word of God and it makes a difference in the lives of people. Last night I was trying, amen, a friend of mine called me unsaved and been after his soul and was able to preach to him a little bit. And he says, I read your text every day. And he says, I recite it and I read it two, three times. And he says, the more I read it over and over again, the better it makes me feel. And he's not saved. Amen. So I thank God for that. It's the word of God. It's not what I'm doing or it's what I'm doing. Yes. Based on what I am sowing, what I am using based on what God has given me. And it's the word of God. Amen. If a preacher's not sent, how are they going to hear? Amen. So the preacher is here, the preacher is sent, the preacher is preaching, and they are hearing. But I'm just trying to encourage you on how the Word of God makes a difference in our lives. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it. It takes every word. It takes every verse. And I thank God that the difference is made in every way. 
Praise God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Praise God. Amen. And I thank God as we prayed, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. This is how Isaiah prophesied it. And I believe it's in Isaiah chapter 10 that gives us this um, this, this word of God, this prophecy, praise God, knowing that the Holy Ghost which comes in the anointing which we have without the Spirit of God, and I think I've already mentioned it, yeah, we've coming out of a season, and I'm talking a literal season, I'm not talking like church, church seasons that these people you hear, yeah, a season of dryness, a season of this, and well, that doesn't make any sense, it's not biblical. I'm talking the worldly season at the end of this year, the season, people saying the spirit of Christmas. That, well, and my, my wife was saying this week, she goes, there really is a spirit of Christmas. It's not a good spirit, but there really is a spirit running around. And that puts people into that, into that mood or into that mindset. And, and uh, they're busy and doing what, whatever they do, but it's it's hard for me to look at something, especially knowing what Jeremiah 10 teaches us. It's hard looking at something that you tell a living tree, a living element, a living creation of God, then you chop it off at the roots and nail it in the corner. It doesn't, you don't, we are celebrating the living, amen. Two women that walked into the graveyard, I mean, last they heard, that's where their savior was laid. And, but the message changed. Post-resurrection, when Jesus Christ came out of the grave, we enter into the new covenant of of his blood and the message which uh, the first message that the angel spoke was why are you looking for the living amongst the dead even this is where the gospel of Christ uh, began to change Peter had not yet preached in the second chapter of Acts or chapter 3 or chapter 4 as well especially in chapter 4 of the Acts when you read verses uh, 10 and 11 and 12 uh, giving us a perfect description of who Jesus uh, is what Jesus became for you and I no other man so whoever was running around in the days of the Acts uh, whoever was running around prior to uh, without naming names because I've named them enough and you did there is only one name praise God and it's Jesus Christ and I thank God today that it's not just because of a season or a period in this time of the year, but every day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. You can say that in the middle of May, or you can say that at the end of August, or you can say that in the third week of September, or I can say it today being this December and the 26th of the month. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible teaches us to serve the Lord with gladness. And I thank God today, praise God, that we have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, and that we are able, praise God. Someone say, I can. Amen. Because there's people running around today, they're saying, no, you can't. Yes, I can. The no, you can't message is too late. Can you bring me down just a shade? The no, you can't message is too late. Praise God. And uh, Simon, peux te montrer le... I just want to make sure my volume is good. We had all kinds of technical problems in French. Uh, I kind of don't want to touch. There we go. I want to make sure my... Okay, I'm going to speak. You need to bring me down a little bit. Both faders. The, um, not out here. Then bring down the other, the other one. There we go. We had, all, we had so much problems in French. The, the, we didn't start... Um, uh, or transmitting was the word. We didn't, we didn't get hooked online before. I don't know what Simon did. I haven't talked to him, but it took us an hour to get online. So there's so much. I was still preaching, but I, we gave up. So I'm just going to start preaching for all my brothers and sisters that were in front of me. So we're kind of, I don't think we're on YouTube, right? YouTube, no. So YouTube is off. So um, can you post a link? 
No, you don't need a link. If they're listening on Facebook, they can't go, okay, forget it. So, I'm so confused with the French and, they, and all the technical, we don't, like, Facebook has made some changes and we've tried to keep up, but somehow in French, it just fell apart on us. But we're so glad. I received a text a couple hours ago from sister, uh, um, from an English sister saying that this is the, my best favorite time of the week or best time of the week for me. Let me call up the text. Praise God. So while I'm doing this, share, share this link with your friends and family and that they may too, that they can be blessed. Praise God. Um, the, the, uh, looking forward to my favorite time of the week. So it's, amen, it's the, for the good of my soul. Praise God. So this is the time of the week. Make sure people aren't busy. I know it's Boxing Day or whatever it is. Amen. It's Salvation Day for us. It's the time, what is necessary for our souls. And with all the technical problems, I don't know if the description of this message showed up or if the title is there on the Facebook page. And uh, in French, I'll repost everything. It'll be online. This message will end up on YouTube within the next 24 hours. But, but the title, I'm still part three of Rulers and Rules. This is part three. I'm using a subtitle, The Spirit of Truth, and that comes from John 14, 17, which we're going to read in about five, 10 minutes. That is a subtitle. And we continue to look at the who has dominion, who's in charge. And this is what makes a, a difference in, in how, we, how we act and how we react and how we go about our daily life, our daily, our business, if you would. And we read that the, that servant, this is the teaching of Jesus, and I think I touched on this last week or the week before, and where Jesus gave us the teaching, he says, that servant is blessed whom the Lord will find so doing. And I'll find you the chapter and the verse so that we can have it and read it all together. It's going to be in Luke, where Peter came to Jesus, Luke chapter 12. And the message, the words, I think required reading was the verses prior to this a couple of weeks ago. And Peter says, who are you talking about or who are you talking to? And Lord, and Jesus says, blessed is that servant, that's you and I, whom his Lord, when he cometh, show, uh, rather, sh shall find so doing. So we can't be sitting around. God has a plan for us. And I mentioned last week how it seems when we read in Romans chapter 8 about the difference between a spiritual being and a carnal being, the difference of those who walk after the flesh and, the different, and those who walk after the spirit, there's a difference. But it seems as we close the year 2021 upon the face of this earth, it seems that people have lost uh, the nations, the, the inhabitants of this earth. It seems that they have lost the ability to be spiritual, to, to, to walk in the spirit the way God wants us to be God. God is a spirit. What he has for you and I is spiritual, and yet we are bombarded, and I'll use that word. I've already quoted the, in Hebrews where the Bible says, we lay aside the weight and the sin which so easily besets us. We're surrounded by this, but what makes a difference is it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside, but inside of me, there is a difference that has been made because, and we're going to look at this, a man of God by the name of Ezekiel prophesied, thus saith the Lord, I will give you a new heart, I will give you a new spirit, I thank God. And in Romans chapter 6, when it talks about walking in a newness of life, this is possible because I have a new heart, because I have a new spirit. 
Amen. And Jesus identifies the spirit as being the spirit of truth. Jesus comes to fulfill prophecy. And we're going to get to it. Amen. I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm giving you like I'm, I'm giving you the appetizer. So if you stick with me in a few minutes, we're going to read. We're going to go in the Old Testament where the man of God, by the Spirit of God, prophesies. Jesus comes to fulfill this prophecy, and today I am walking in that fulfillment. I am walking in what Jesus Christ made possible by the work which He wrought. Amen. By what He was able to say, what He was able to do. Someone say, "Thank you, Jesus." Praise God. This is how the anointing, the Spirit of God, makes a difference. Amen. So I mentioned last week, I know we were under the title of Rulers and Rules, I kind of took a sidetrack when we spent most of the time looking at the peace of God, which was important and it was good teaching. If you missed that teaching, go back and listen to it. Amen. Having to, and I, it, it's not that I took a, a leap, a giant leap, amen, but we sidetracked and we spent time looking at peace. Because in Galatians chapter 6, we read in the 16th verse and in the 18th verse, that as many as walk according to this rule, peace. Amen. And I'm not saying this because it's that time of the year where you hear all these, you know, people singing and saying peace and joy and whatever else. No. It just happens to coincide with what God has laid upon my heart. And what I read in Galatians 6, verse 16, and as many as walk, as many as walk according to this rule. If there is a ruler in your life, a ruler is called a ruler because a ruler comes with rules. A ruler rules. No rules, no ruler. If there's a ruler, there's rules. Amen. And what makes the difference, and we're going to read this, that as we, as we refuse to walk by the course of this world, we walk a different walk. We talk a different walk. We are ruled, and put a capital R on that, amen. We are ruled by a ruler, the capital R on the ruler. We are ruled by a ruler, amen, God who has a plan for you and I since the beginning. Amen. Last week we read in Romans chapter 8, the 13th verse, for if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. So it becomes kind of simple. It becomes kind of straightforward. We have to do away with what is carnal, and yet the devil is there to stack it, you know, to lay it on and bring it on and to stack up and stack up all these things which oppose the will of God. All these things which, are, which go against the will of God and the plan of God. But I thank God with God, we can walk God's way. Hallelujah. I trust I haven't missed whatever social media platform you're listening on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Praise God. I thank God. Amen. I trust that you have a Bible in your hands. Amen. Get ready to read with me. I have a lot to read this week because God has a lot to say. So we're going to start or get back into the scriptures within 15 seconds. Share this link or if you've shared this link, greet your brothers and sisters. Greet everyone that's online and remember those names and pray for them. Praise God. Even though you don't know them or you're seeing for the first time, pray one for another. Thank you. That took about 10 seconds to get that amen. Pray one for another. <clears throat> amen. Praise God. So last week, as I mentioned, we, um, we spent some time looking at the peace. Amen. We were sidetracked on this. And I trust that you had a peaceful week. Amen. With all the scriptures. If you missed last week's teaching, it's Rulers and Rules Part 2 or Number 2. And if you missed it, go back and listen to it. it. It will do, especially this time of the year. Amen. It will do you well. Praise God. Amen. Good to see my sisters Lucy and Chloe. Sister Lucy, Sister Chloe that have just joined with us, thank God for that 
Blessing, praise God. Amen. So when we looked at the fullness which we receive, especially talking about peace, I thank God that I have within me, amen, I have room for God, but I don't have room for the devil or for the enemy or for whatever is being offered. Amen. When the Bible teaches us that there is a war, there's a combat that exists between the flesh and the spirit. Amen. I thank it. So one has to win and one has to lose. So today we make a choice. Amen. I thank God. I mentioned last week, if I starve the flesh, I save the soul. Amen. So I wrote in my notes, I wrote flesh starvation equals soul salvation. Starve the flesh. Today, my flesh is being, my flesh wants to eat, but we're, I put down the fork. Amen. Put down the pumpkin pie or, or no, what is it? We're, uh, it'd be turkey, right? Turkey and gravy. That's what, yeah, turkey and gravy. So put down, just set aside the turkey and gravy for later. Amen. And so that your soul can be fed so you won't miss a word. Amen. And take care. Bring the flesh under subjection. That's what fasting is all about. That's what praying, that's what finding a corner. Jesus said the closet. Amen. Find that space where you will not be disturbed, where you will be able to strengthen, where you will be able to, you know, engulf your soul, your mind, your heart, your spirit with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God. So when fleshly things come, you know, begin to come a little too close to the surface, we can have the power and authority over them. Remember, I started to read, I think, before tech, technology and whatever came to mind. In Romans chapter 8, 13, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify, verse 13, Romans 8. If ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So we have a promise that comes from God, but we have to do certain things. Amen. And I'm not concerned I'm going to get that verse where we read, if I have, don't have it here, we read it a couple of weeks ago. And I have it on my list to get to today. I don't know if we'll get down that far. In Proverbs 29, 26, and I read it last week, I read it the week before. It says, many seek the ruler's favor, but every man, every woman's judgment cometh from the Lord. So if I'm, so many people today were preoccupied with trying to impress the neighbor, or even, even amongst our church family, we try to impress the pastor, or impress the pastor's wife, or impress the deacon, or impress, you know, somebody, and we're trying to make, you know, make good impressions, and, and, and so we should, but our salvation is not dependent on that. I mean, the first commandment which Jesus Christ gave us is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the first commandment, and in all, when we do these, that's the first and foremost. So we take this, amen, have in regard who God is and the importance of knowing what we receive from God because of who he is. And the second half of this verse, every, I'm not seeking the world's favor, amen, when those three Hebrew men, when they stood before the king and they were told to bow down, they said, no, we don't know, we don't feel like it, we're not doing it. Well, you know what's going to happen? Yeah, we know what's going to happen. And here he was. He was jacking up the temperature. Double up the temperature. These guys aren't listening. Two times hotter will change their mind. No, it won't. Amen. We don't care. Amen. We know God can deliver us. Four times, double it. Two becomes four. Amen. Until, I don't know if they could make it any hotter, but the Bible says seven times hotter. And they still refused. Amen. To be, to be found subject to what? The rulers of this world, uh, and because of their wickedness, amen, 
We're subject to, there, there, are, there are things that this world will have us do, and it's for the good of our social well-being. It's for the good of our, our, our body, our well-being, our families, and, and such. That I understand. But when they, when, they, when, they, when they begin to interrupt God, when they tell you you can go to church, but you can't have communion, or you can't lay hands on the sick, or you can't shake hands, or you can't, no, my Bible, said, my Bible tells me to do these things, and what my Bible tells me to do, I'm not going to stop doing it, because these are directives directly from God. Amen. This is what makes the difference, praise God, for what God has. Amen. When we begin to read, I'm going to begin reading some scriptures today where God is in charge. You put God in charge of your life. And I thank God, amen, that we, we become connected directly to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not removing the mediator, the intercessor. Jesus Christ says, amen, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So through Jesus Christ, we get to the Father directly. Amen. There's not, there's, there's not a replacement. Amen. What people have set up in the corners of their houses or in their living rooms with flashing lights and whatever they call a tree, whether it's fake or whether it's a real thing or out of a box or out of the forest. Amen. They have, there's nothing that replaces what I have, amen, through Jesus Christ, what I have with my Father in heaven. I don't have a statue. I don't have an object. I don't have something that is carnal, that is of this earth, of this world. Amen. God sent his son, amen. The Bible says that God did manifest himself in the flesh. And when Jesus Christ came unto his own. It was the choice that they had whether or not they're going to receive him or refuse him. And I thank God today, praise, I'm not refusing, but I am receiving what God has for me. I am receiving what God sent. And it's not, I cannot, this cannot be replaced or it cannot, something cannot take its place or something cannot represent who Jesus Christ is. We don't know. We know no man no longer after the flesh. So get rid of fleshly things. Get rid of fleshly ideas. Get rid of, get rid of rather, get rid of things which are carnal, things that will keep you carnal. As I said, we need to be spiritual. That's how we're going to live. We need to walk after the spirit. We need to mind things of the spirit. Romans chapter eight, if you just back up, a few verses, and we need to be the people that God has given his plan and his directive from, from a God that is spiritual, from a God that will be jealous if you have other idols. If you set these things up, I'm out. Amen. God is exiting because of what we have brought into our lives. God leaves. His son, Jesus Christ, cannot be, the, cannot be there. No, you're not. Amen. This is how, I don't know if the description made it, but I started my description with this verse, and it is Ephesians, or rather it is 1 Corinthians chapter 3 in the 16th verse. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Ten seconds to get some water. 1 Corinthians 3.16, you got ten seconds to find it. Can you do it? Praise God. I know you can. Know ye not... I want to make sure today that you have this revelation, that you have this knowledge. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth, someone say, in me. Amen. At home, say, in me. Praise God. If you're not listening alone, look at the person in front of you and say, in you. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Is it in you, my sister? Amen. Is it in you, my brother? Praise God. At home, my brother, my sister, listening, my friends. Amen. In me. Praise God. Well, I'd like to know how to get the Spirit of God in me. It's not by wearing something around your neck. I mean, it's not by having some kind of representation or a picture or a reminder. 
People say, oh, we're reminded this year. The reason for the season, we're reminded. That's too carnal for me. It doesn't win. It doesn't work with God. Amen. I have a reminder and I wake up or I go to sleep or whatever. I carry this thing around. This is what reminds me of who God is. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was. So when I open up the Word of God, I'm reminded. I got my eyes. Amen. On what was all the way back in the beginning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stick with me. And keep that mind which is spiritual. This is what started. Go back into Psalm 127 and the first verse. We need to keep the ability. Psalm 127. We need to keep the ability to be spiritual. Amen. Things come in. Like I said, the replacement. All the devil has is an imitation. All he wants to do is imitate. I got something this. Look, it's, it seems like it. Can be. Feels like it. Amen. We walk, I've been preaching this, this came up four or five weeks ago. We walk not by sight, but we walk by, amen. So the opposite of faith is what you see. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but you don't yet see it. Amen. Slight variation from the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. Amen. So... The, oh, the evidence. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Did I get it right? First verse, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, there it is. The evidence of things not seen. Amen. I mentioned two, three weeks ago when I was teaching on the scripture, saying we see things or we look at things, what opposes our faith so when we look at, when I look at how religion has evolved in, in about two and a half weeks or on the 13th of January, I turned 60. So I've been around for a while. I've seen a few presidents come and go. I've seen some prime ministers come and go. I've seen some pastors and church leaders come and go. I've seen lots of popes come and go, Catholic popes, Protestant popes, all kinds of, I've seen quite a few things. And what, one thing that I have begun to realize, not began, one thing I realized a long time ago was the devil who's whose ultimate goal is to destroy the kingdom of God, which he can't do, by the way, but he is doing everything in his, in, in his, in his power, the, the limited power that he has, to destroy the works of God or destroy the kingdom of God. And the way he can do it is just to keep people carnal, to keep people's minds off, off God, off God, who he, off who God is. Amen. So this is, when I quote, when the Bible says, well, I'm in Hebrews chapter 11, if you jump down to the sixth verse, but without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Must believe that he is. It's not something that I see. Like I said, I don't wear it around my neck. It's not something that's tucked in my door, or that drawer, or that's stuck on the dash of my car. It doesn't work this way. Jesus said, the words which I speak unto you, they are spirit. It's like me talking to you today. You can hear me. It's all kinds of things coming out of my mouth. You can hear what I'm saying and speaking, but you don't see them. You can't feel them. That word is spiritual. 
And the word, so when I, when I read, when I begin to read, what comes off this page as I begin to read it, but without faith, it is impossible to believe God. Oh, I need some faith. Where do you get faith? Faith cometh, you go into Romans chapter 10, where faith cometh by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. There's only one place I see in the Bible where faith comes. As many as receive faith, yeah. How do you receive it? How do you get it? From the hearing of the word of God. You listen to the Pope too long, you're going to have a Popish. You're going to have a, you know, a papal f- faith. You listen to whoever else, you're going to have, you're going to start picking up on their, on their subtleties or on their, uh, uh, their, their, on their bad habits. I'll use that word because this is what it is. We need to make sure that we have the, 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 what, the, what we're going to look at in the book of Ezekiel, where we have what God has given us, which makes us pure, which comes with, it, it, it comes in an unadulterated form in a way that the, that the 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 world oh how can i say it the world today is expecting things to be and i mentioned this last week where they try they try to tweak things they try to you know they're they're used to adjusting their television set or adjusting their you know their antenna or playing with buttons and knobs and getting something just the way they want it or whatever and then when they come to the word of god they handle it in the same way god's word can't be handled this way god is a god who does not change god's word and god's word does not change Amen. Listen to me closely. You sit there and say, well, culture changes. Yeah, I know. I'm no argument. Society changes. Yes, it does. But God's word does not change. Amen. God's word from an unchanging God is an unchanging word. Amen. That's why God's, we can sit there and say, God who doesn't change and his word which comes out of his mouth. Amen. God's not playing around with words. God's not speaking for nothing. God spoke. He is able to, amen. He is able to speak and God spoke and he's able to perform. Amen. So you begin to read. We, so we begin to read what God has spoken, and we take it as it is written. How many times did Jesus say, it is written, as it is written? Amen. Jesus, they tried to get him to change the word. Well, you know, what if this happens? They came to him with all kinds of scenarios. Well, there was a brother, he had his wife, and the brother died, and then the other brother took the wife, and the other brother, and then there was another brother, and another brother got seven brothers, and they had no children. Now in heaven... Amen. They were carnal. Now in heaven, whose husband and whose wife, how's this going to work in heaven? And Jesus became spiritual. He says, well, in heaven, there is no male or no female. So your, your prognosis or whatever you're trying to, you can't stump the word of God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word. And when they came at him with, these, with their carnal ideology, Jesus Christ was able to refute. He was able to stand for the truth as it is, as it is written, because God's word is unchanging. One, you read on the last page of your Bible that Jesus Christ is the word. And I thank God today, praise God, when I, when I get this in my hands, when I hold this up, when I put this up in front of my eyes and I begin to read... Praise God. Who God is and how God has developed you and I. How God has shaped us, made us, and formed us. That's what I mean by the word developed. Psalm 127 in the first verse it says, Except the Lord build the house. So sometimes we can say, we've used that term before. Well, with the, the, the development, who developed this sector or who developed this neighborhood. So I'll take that carnal understanding and I'll bring it into the spiritual where it says, where David, a song of degrees for Solomon, this was to encourage Solomon, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Amen. So unless the Lord, except the Lord builds, except the Lord keep, the watchman waketh but in vain. The watchman is 
staying awake. The watchman is awake. It's the midnight hour. It's two o'clock in the morning. You don't fall asleep. It's your watch. That's what this means. The watchman is watching. No, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. But unless, the, unless God is with you, amen, unless you have God with you, unless you have God on your side, it is in vain. Old Testament. You want me to bring this in the New Testament? Ephesians in the second chapter. I'm going to read two verses. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21. In whom? I'll give you five seconds to find it. I'm being reminded that I give references too quickly. And we got to turn the pages. So, have you found Ephesians chapter 2? In whom? Verse 21. In whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto an holy temple in the Lord. I underlined three words. The last three words in this verse. In the Lord. In whom? In whom? In the Lord. Ye also are built together for an habitation of God. Three more words that I underlined. Habitation of God through the Spirit. So who's building? Answer God. We're talking about rulers and rules. Amen? Talking about who's in charge. Talking about who's not only who built the house, but who's ruling the house. Who's ruling in your heart? Who's ruling in your mind? Who's in charge? Amen? Who is in you? Amen? We have prophecy and Jesus Christ came to fulfill... We're going to go into the New Testament in John chapter 6. So find John chapter 6. I'm debating whether we go into Ezekiel to read the prophecy. Now in French we did it this way. Kind of did it. We read the fulfillment. Then we read what the prophecy was. So we'll stick to that. We'll stick to that way. John 6.56. So we're going to read something that Jesus proclaimed. And then we're going to read how it is a fulfillment of prophecy from a prophet of God. Two, uh, I'm going to make, there's two references. John 6, 56. Jesus is speaking. Jesus says, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me. Underline those two words, in me. And I in him. So underline those two, in me, in him. He's in me, I'm in him. Amen. Some of the carnality of, you know, some, there, or uh, I don't want to accuse you, but some of your carnality is going to start to be washed away with, this, with, this, with the pure teaching of the Word of God. I mean, you're going to see where routines and rituals and traditions is nothing in front of the eyes of God. He that eateth, this is Jesus, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Turn four or five pages into John chapter 14. And the 17th verse. This is where I received the inspiration for my subtitle. John 14, 17, it says, Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Uh-oh. Sounds like the world is in trouble. 
Yeah, but we're here. You're giving it. You're spending all this time and you're preaching it. Well, I can't help the world. I can preach. I can sow it like the sower is sowing. But this message is for good ground. That's why I pray for good ground. Amen. Brother, are you good ground? Then you're receiving it. Amen. If you're in thorns, if you're by the wayside, if you're thorny, thorny ground or by the wayside, you're not receiving this. Amen. You need to be good ground. That's why I pray. I prophesy into those people listening. Say, good ground, Lord. I pray for good ground. Amen. So that a good seed, when I read what Jesus Christ is saying, John chapter 14, verse 17, that's good seed. Someone say amen. Amen. This is good seed. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Amen. They got their eyes on somebody else. And that's the devil. Amen. He is able to have people preoccupied with whatever is, is not sent from God. Amen. Bearded buddy in a red suit on a sleigh is not sent from God. Amen. It may be good for business, but it's not sent from God. God sent, fill in the blank, and you only have one option. It's not A, B, C, D, there's only one. God sent his only begotten son. God sent Jesus. Thou art the son of the living God. The revelation that Peter received, amen. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, amen. Christ means the anointed one, amen. I've had to explain this, you know, at work before. People say, Jesus Christ, is Christ his last name? No, Christ is not his last name. Christ means the anointed one. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one from, Laz- from Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when Peter received this revelation, this revelation didn't come from Google, a, a Google search. This revelation didn't come from this earth. It didn't come from Encyclopedia Britannica. This revelation came from heaven. It came from above. It came from God. It was imparted into his spirit. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. So when I say a Google search or Britannic, I'm not making fun. I'm just being a little more modern to how Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You didn't get this from the internet. You didn't get this from a, from a school or from a certificate or somebody or from what. This came, amen, direct, as I said a few minutes ago. When you put yourself into God's will, when you put yourself into where God wants you to be, you have a connection. Because of Jesus Christ, you have a connection with God, which is direct. There's nothing in between. There's nothing that represents what, what, who God is or what God wants us to think he is. Amen. Jesus Christ is there. We come unto the Father through Christ Jesus, and that is how it works. I'm trying my best to explain it. It's not complicated. Amen. We don't need the pictures or the rituals or the, you know, step one or the step two or the step six or step seven or whatever. I don't have a bunch of steps. I've only got one step, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And him crucified. I'm reading from John 14 and the 17th verse. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Amen. If you're reading this with me, personalize and say, yeah, I know him. This, this is personal. Amen. This is intimate, if you would. As I said, there's nothing, there's nothing that represents or 
There's nothing that's symbolic. There's nothing that we, for by grace, you're saved. There's nothing that I have to go through and make some motions. Oh, you come. If you're not saved, you come to God and say, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Oh, that's all it takes. Seven words. The seven most powerful words that you can put together in the English language. Amen. And it's not, I want to be a millionaire. It's, God, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Seven words, all it takes, and the mercy of God is there for you. Still, God's still in his long-suffering mode. He has patience. If you're not saved, get saved today. Get saved right now. Say, God, I want, I want your mercy. Be merciful unto me, a sinner. I'm tired of my sin. I'm tired of my trespasses. I'm tired of my disobedience. I'm tired of not knowing you as Lord and as Savior. Hallelujah. Say it and see what happens. Best thing you could say. Praise God. If you've already said it, like I know so many of you have, just thank God for it. Put your hands up and be thankful. Praise God that you said those words. Hallelujah. In humility, in humbleness of heart, spirit, soul, and mind, you said, God, I need you. Be merciful unto me. Hallelujah. Say it in sincerity. Mean it. And like I said, if you've said it, put your hands up. Praise God. The second half of verse 17, John chapter 14. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The last four words I underlined. Shall be in you. Shall be in me. Jesus Christ is talking to who? He's not talking to the world. He says that the world can't receive this information. They're, they can't understand what I'm saying. They can't receive him. You can't receive, you don't understand this message, you're not going to get the, 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 the creator of this message. You're not going to get with God either. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, this is how we're working. God, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they became very disappointed for a few minutes. Jesus walked, you know, I don't know if he walked into a room or they were sitting by the seashore or in the desert place. And Jesus said, yeah, I'm out of here. I got to leave. What? No, hold on. You know, he's don't let your hearts be troubled. I got to go. But he says, I'm not leaving you, you know, empty. I'm not leaving, you know. He says, I go up. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God comes down. Amen. And he, we, we looked at this verse last week. He says, don't be troubled. He says, my peace. He says, I leave with you. He says, I give you peace. Praise God. And if we allow peace, it's when we read last week, let. Amen. Remember the scriptures we read last week? I'll get to, um, where's the reminder of what we read? It's in here somewhere. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let. Find Colossians 3, the 15th verse. In the King James Version, it says, and let. I don't know what you can do to the word let if you have it like in your digital tablets or forms, if you can make it red or make it all capitals or highlight it or try something. The best I can do in what I'm using is I could take L-E-T and I just made it all caps. So it stands out. Let. Let. Don't allow whoever it is to come and, you know, don't let them. Don't, whatever the, the, um, Psalm 31, 37 is coming to my mind. The first verse, fret not, amen, because of evildoers. Whatever they're up to in the world, it doesn't bother me and it doesn't disturb me. Amen. So when I read verse 15, Colossians 3, let the peace of God rule. Drop down to verse 16, let the word of Christ 
dwell. Amen. The word, what I have today, what's open in your hands, let the word of Christ, let the word of Christ. Don't let the devil walk in and try to take control or, amen. Been preaching this for two years. When we give in and we've given, do this, we'll flatten the curve. Do this and we'll think, do this and we'll get back to normal sooner. And then this will help us get back to normal. This will help us reset. We've been made all kinds of promises for two years and we're right back where we started from. Doesn't matter what we've, it doesn't matter how we have um, uh, uh, joined in or, or agreed or disagreed or whatever it is. We, we're all, we're back to, you know, here in Quebec, we're dreading the announcement that's going to be brought back or, or, or announced tomorrow. Amen. Well, I'm not because I have God within me. I'm, I'm letting peace rule. Amen. So I don't know if I'm going to be watching it. I don't really have to watch. This when, when something happens drastically, my phone starts to ring and my text buzzer goes off, ding, ding, ding. And I get, I get you know, it may be secondhand, but I, I'm aware of what's going on. But at the same time, I'm also aware of who is in me. Amen. And when, the, when Paul told the, Col- the Colossians, it's a small word. And I'm not playing with words. I don't think I'm misreading or adding anything or trying to, you know, you know to try to change a nuance or try to fluctuate the word in a, in a, in a, in a direction. It just says, let the peace. I think it's simple English. King James it is. Let the peace of God. Don't let, amen, the devil. Don't let something else come in. Don't let something else take over. Let So it's up to you and I. I will allow, I will let, I will permit, I will do whatever I need to do so that the peace of God rules in me. Amen. So then they can come at me with any kinds of numbers or any kinds of propositions or whatever, but it is the word of Christ that dwells. Verse 16, let the word of Christ, amen, dwell in you. Praise God. Amen. So if I go back to John 14, 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, I know him. Make that confession Confession right now. I know him. Amen. This is not just reading. We're not just reading for the sake of reading. I know him. We're reading this to apply it. Amen. We're reading this, reading this so it becomes applicable. Amen. I'll get to that verse in a two, three minutes, or maybe 10, 15 minutes from now. Praise God. Let's find out how this was prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 36. So we know the outcome because we've been delving into the New Testament. We're going to go into the Old Testament, and let's read. Share this link with your friends and family so that they too will be blessed. Are we blessed with the word of God? So Ezekiel, the man of God, the prophet, thus saith the Lord. Verse 25, sorry about that. Ezekiel 36 and verse 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. And what happens? Amen. Ye shall be clean. How do you get clean? You get clean with clean water. Amen. Some of you are not clean because you're bathing in filthy water. That's the lesson I learned when I read this. It takes clean water to make you clean. Hallelujah. His name is, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? Amen. Young woman cleanse her ways 
by the washing of the word, washing of the water of the word, sorry. I'm reading Ezekiel 36, verse 25. Then will I sprinkle, thus saith the Lord, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all, not some, all, from all, read with me, from all your filthiness. Now, hang on for a sec. We're all human, don't you know? We're all born. We're all flesh and blood. No, I'm born again. I know I was born. I was born in sin. I was born short of the glory of God. But then something happened. I became born again. So this is not human nature. This is what I'm looking at today. This is not human nature. This is the Spirit of God. But I'm going to continue reading. You're cleansed from all your filthiness and all your idols. God says, I Will I cleanse you? That's verse 25. Verse 26 says, A new heart also will I give you. Someone say, A new heart. You start writing a list. God gave me a new heart? Amen. So you mean the heart, you know, that I was born with or the heart of, no, I have a new heart, which means I have a new understanding. I have, you know, the Bible says we perceive with our heart. That's why when you hear me pray, ears open to hear, eyes open to see, a heart that is open to perceive. That's King James. Sometimes they use the word receive. But with your heart, you perceive. You come to an understanding. So a new heart also will I give you. Oh, okay, I got a new understanding. I got a new way of. I'm not talking about the, the organ that pumps blood. We're, we're spiritual. We're walking in the spirit right now. And God says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit. Right on your list. I have a new heart. I have a new spirit. This is not, these are not New Year's resolutions. This is God dealing directly with you and I. Can someone say, thank you, Jesus? Made possible because of Jesus Christ. We read in John 14. We read the New Testament. We read the accomplishment. We read the fulfillment of this prophecy. I keep reading. Ezekiel 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you. Someone say, me. Hallelujah. The world can't get it because the world doesn't understand it. It's a stumbling block to them. Amen. It's foolishness to others. But as far as you and I are concerned, hallelujah. Are you with me? What's on your list? A new heart. Hallelujah. What else is on your list? A new spirit. Underline. Amen. Verse 26. A new heart. A new spirit. Will I put within you? I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart. And uh, Sorry, 26. Let me read this. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart. Praise God. That is changed. Amen. A heart that gives you a different perspective. I just want to make sure my electronic is... Ezekiel 36, verse 25 and 26. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put, uh, verse 27, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk and cause you to walk. Amen. Amen. I will cause you to walk. Kind of reminds me of Psalm 23. For he maketh me to lie down. He leadeth me. He's causing me. He makes me to lie down. 
He causes me to go somewhere. He's leading me. We become subject to God right now because God is changing our heart. He is changing our spirit. He is changing our mind. I will take out that stony heart out of your flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Out comes the stone, the heart of stone, and in comes a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. God says, in another instance, God says, and I will write on your fleshly tables, on the fleshly tables of your heart, I'm going to write. If you go back to when Moses was on the mountain, God wrote on stone, and it didn't seem to do very well with Moses nor God's people. So God says, well, you know what? I wrote on stone. Moses took the tablets. He broke the tablets. Then he went, and this time it was rewritten on a new set of tablets, written on stone again. So then God is tired. You got to realize, God was realized, began to realize, saying, well, the heart, it's not working on stone. I need to write on something that is flesh. So he says, I take out the stony heart out of your flesh, and I give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you and cause... Amen. What happens? I cause you to walk in my statutes, one, and ye shall keep my judgments, two, keep, and ye shall do them, three. So when I read, underline, I'm reading Ezekiel 36, 27. So God, we're putting ourselves, we're lining ourselves up with God. We're, we're putting ourselves in sync with God, if you would. Romans chapter 8 gives us two words, hair and co-hair. Amen. We're becoming where God is able to use us his way. Amen? Spiritually. So three things happen. You get a new heart and a new spirit, and three things happen. Verse 27. I will cause you to walk. I don't know if we have much choice here. Because when I'm raised in the systems that I was raised in, it's, well, well, you know, you know, things can happen. And, and then we have all kinds of experience. Like I said, people trying to tweak or, 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 or ir, 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 irreverently moderate things in a way which, is, which detracts from how God established his word in all of eternity. I mean, this is, we sometimes we say this is written in stone. No, it's not. It's written in flesh because God is right. He's not going to write on stone. It's written in flesh, but it's written. I mean, this is God doing the writing. Praise God. And it, that word doesn't change. You can't tweak it. You can't sit there and twiddle some, you know, twiddle some, playing around with some languages or some perversions or whatever and then come up with a different, oh, I think this is what God meant to say. God should have said or God, you know, should have. No. As we read this, we need to take this as far as the word of God is concerned. We need to take this that it has proceeded out of the mouth of God and I live by it. Hallelujah. Are you living by it today? So Ezekiel 36, 27, I will put my spirit within you, someone say, in me, and cause you, once that spirit, the new spirit, someone say new spirit, amen, someone say new heart, once that new spirit, that new heart is in you, God says, I'll cause you, hallelujah. This is what, where the change becomes. God becomes the ruler. God becomes the I don't want to get carnal, but the person, God, God is in charge. We'll skip person or the putting in a pronoun. God is in charge. God rules. And when God rules, when God is the ruler, we go by his rules. 
part three of this teaching. Is that what it says? Yeah. God says, with my spirit in you, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. I will cause you to keep my judgments. Ye shall keep them. Why? Because that's his cause. That's what he is. He is giving me every provision. He is giving me everything that you, he's giving us. Everything you and I need to accomplish his will. This is God dealing with you directly through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the prophecy, and along came Jesus. This is what we read. Now we jump, we read in the New Testament, now we're in the Old Testament. Pardon me. And we're looking at the prophet Ezekiel. Thus saith the Lord, a new heart. Someone say thank you. Our Father in heaven. A new spirit. A new heart I will give you. A new spirit I will put within you. Out comes the stone. In comes the flesh. The heart of flesh. And verse 27 says, Now I will put my spirit within you. So when I go back and I read verse 26, he says, And a new spirit, not the spirit of Christmas, not the spirit of the Olympics, the Olympic spirit. I'm trying to think of what other. There's Wiccan spirits and there's all, whatever. There's all kinds of spirits. But God says, I'll put a new spirit. So here we are as we come to God. We have a promise of a new spirit. But you know what? It's not just any old spirit. It's just not some spirit that's, you know, just whatever that you can think of. Or God says, I'll put my spirit. At home, I want you to see this. Because I'm in Ezekiel 36, and now I'm reading verse 27. Verse 26 says, I'll give you a new spirit. So 10 minutes ago, I said, thank God. New heart, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, a new heart, yeah, thank God. New spirit, yeah, thank God. Amen, new What kind of spirit? God says, my spirit. Amen. This is not an ordinary spirit. Because there's other spirits, and we're going to get, we're going to go back in the New Testament, we're going to find out there's other spirits, and I don't want them. I want the spirit that God has given me. And you know what spirit that is? My spirit. Verse 27, Ezekiel 36. Th thank God for Ezekiel, the prophet of God, prophesying. And then thank God for Jesus who came to fulfill. Verse 27, Ezekiel 36. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to, one, walk, and ye shall keep, two, my judgments, and ye shall do them. Do is three. Three things. I walk, I keep, and do. Not just the hearers of the word. You listening to me today, Jesus said, jump back in the New Testament, not just the hearers of the word shall be justified, but the doers. Thank God for prophecy. Amen. You'll walk in them, you'll keep them, and ye shall do them. Why do I have to do them? Because we read, Jesus says, Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he shall come, shall find so doing. We've got to be doing. And you can't do what God wants you to do without his spirit. That's it. Sermon's over. Done. 
Amen? I just summarized it all in 15 seconds. That's what I've been trying to get at all this time. You've got to be a doer, and you can't do it without the Spirit of God. Amen? What's going to make you spiritual? These words right here. Amen? I'm not done. If you say, well, man, that's the shortest sermon he's ever preached. Not done yet. But if you caught that, that's pretty well how you can summarize what I'm saying today. I have one more verse to read, and then we're going to get back in the New Testament. Praise God. Let's stay spiritual. Let's be a doer. Are you doing? When Jesus, when the master returns, will he find you, the servant, so doing? Are you profitable for the kingdom of God today? Amen. You say, well, what am I supposed to examine myself? Yeah, that's a good word to use. We're going to get there in a few minutes. Ezekiel 36, verse 28. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people. Here's the best part. The best part. You see, mean it gets better? Yes, it does. That's why I included verse 28. I will be your God. I don't, if you can underline it, circle it, put a star in your margin like this, put a big arrow, make it flash, I will be their God. I will be your God, rather. I will be your God. Someone say, my God. Amen. Someone say, my God. Hallelujah. Not in vain. Don't put the O in front of it. Just say, my God. Amen. My God. My God. Say it again. My God. Amen. My God. Romans chapter 8 and the ninth verse. I've got maybe half a dozen other passages, and I want to get through them. I know one I've already read, but Romans chapter 8 and the ninth verse, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And I know we already read verse 13, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, and I have this, the rest of this sentence or the rest of this line underlined, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. You can't do it. God wouldn't give you a new heart and a new spirit if you didn't need it. God wants you to be a doer. So God says, you need a new heart. You need a new mind. You need a new vision. You need a new understanding. You need my spirit. Hallelujah. Thank God for his spirit today. That makes the difference. I'm not running around. I mentioned this, the spirit of Christmas, which is just, you know, running around, which is just up and running for about three weeks or in the year or so, whatever, or the spirit of Thanksgiving or the spirit of whatever, nothing else. And we're going to find out that there are spirits, but there is only one spirit that you need to have today. And it is a spirit that God wants to give you. And that is his spirit. If so be, and I know the condition is there. Romans chapter 8 and the ninth verse, but ye are not in the flesh. Who's not in the flesh? They who mind the things of the Spirit. They who are spiritual. Amen. Romans chapter 8, especially the first 14 verses, is very, very, I mean, this is, this is uh, I'm going to use the term required reading, but it is, it is critical reading. Amen. We just, we have in verse 6, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, and these are verses that we read last week, but I'm pulling out verse 9. Amen. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's verse 8. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, 
I'm reading verse 9, it says, but ye are not in the flesh. Why are we not in the flesh? Because we are God pleasers. Amen? If you're in the flesh, it says, ye, those who are in the flesh can't please God. Those who are in the world can't receive the Spirit of God because they don't know who he is. They don't know what's come. They don't know what to ask for. A few minutes ago, I said, if, God, if you're sick and tired of your sin, say, God, ask, God, be merciful. Ask for the mercy of God. Be merciful unto me. I'm a sinner. Amen. And you don't repeat that till the day you die. Once you're born again, amen, you don't pray like sinners pray. You pray like a child of God prays. You pray like a son of God prays. You pray like a daughter of God prays. Amen? With the faith that you need to put. The, I quoted the verse the, the moments earlier. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Amen? I know all kinds of people pray. There's a man in the Bible. He prayed. And he prayed, God, I want to be a daddy. God, I want my wife to have a child. And he prayed. So an angel shows up. And the angel shows up and he says, hey, Brother Zacharias, we've heard your prayer. And I'll tell you what's going to happen this way. Oh, you know, you know how old that woman is? Here comes an angel from God. And he says, I've heard you pray. So we know he's praying. But when God says, I'm going to give you the desire of your heart. I'm coming even to answer your prayer. He's starting to make up excuses. He's been praying. We know he's been praying. But all of a sudden he says, well, yeah, but now she's old. What took you so long? Amen. Read it. Read the account. Amen. The messenger of God looks at him and says, hey, don't you know who I am? That's the kind of way, that's the way we say it today. But the message says, I am Gabriel. Amen. I have a message directly from God. I know you should pretty well know who I am because when I showed up, you were afraid. You were fearful. You were afraid. And then I give you the message that we've heard your prayer and you're going to have a son and this is, he's going to be like, he's going to shake some things up. He's going to be like a reed. He's going to announce. He's going to be the precursor. precursor. He's going to be, he's going to announce. He's going to point out, behold the Lamb of God. And all of a sudden, he's there, oh, yeah, you know, hold that one. Can't help it, man. She, you know, take a look. She, and a few birthdays have come and gone. Amen. How do you pray? Do you pray just for the sake of praying? Or do you pray really believing, believing, believing when you pray, believing when you ask? Amen. God says, I've heard your prayer, and then God, I don't know if God gave Gabriel a message or if Gabriel took this upon himself, but he said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of your unbelief. You're not going to be able to say anything more until you see it happen. So his mouth got shut. Thank God his mouth wasn't shut when he prayed because God says, I've heard your prayer. And then he comes to him when he's this close to the blessing. I don't know how many years he's praying, but now he's nine months from having his prayer being answered. And he shows up with unbelief. In, the, in the, the power of your tongue, you can speak life and you can speak death. Begin. End the year. Two, three weeks ago, I said, you say, we read the scripture. You say unto the righteous, it shall be well. So you begin to prophesy to your brother and your sister. If you need, if you need to look in the mirror, so go look in the mirror. Get, get up right now. Go look in the mirror and look at yourself. Say, it shall be well. Amen. 
If you're righteous, if you smell like the world, well, then it's not going to work out for you. But the Bible says, find someone who's righteous. We read this in Isaiah. Somebody can put the, the verse up. I, I forget where it's from. I'm sorry. But if I put it up in the comments. Say to the righteous, it shall begin to speak. Amen. Begin to change things by the power that your tongue has. Don't speak death. Well, look how old she is. Whatever, you know, the ovaries, you know, the egg gets released once a month. Well, that's all dead and gone. Forget it. Gabriel says, do you know who I am? Do you know where I come from? This is not a, a, a message. Um, I'm trying to think of how do you send messages? I know we use text. That's why we don't use the uh, back in the, I forgot. Um, there's a system that was able to. Anyways, this is not a fax message. This is not a message from whatever, whatever group or unit. This is Gabriel. Hallelujah. Amen. That's pretty important. Praise his holy name. So how do you pray? How are you speaking things today? Amen. How are you saying, how are you using what God has given you to use to speak your tongue? Amen. To speak with your tongue and to bring life into your life and to bring life into your surroundings and to bring life into your family and to bring life into your business. Hallelujah. While you can still speak. Praise God. Someone find a reference to that? Is that, um, it's in Luke, right? Yeah, it's in Luke chapter one. And if I get the verse, there's something I want to read. It's, it's coming to my mind, but it's not there. Luke chapter one. It's a side note. Um, where, where does Gabriel come in? It's verse, um, it's like 16 or 19 or? Oh yeah, well 18, he says, where shall I know this? But I want to, when, when he shows up. It's early in that 16, no, 13. Um, oh, it's 11. And there appeared, Luke 1, verse 11. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord. Amen. This, is, this message was coming directly from God. Amen. And he was standing on the right side of the altar of incense because Zacharias was someone who served in the temple. And verse 12, it says, And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. So he knew. Again, he knew who he was dealing with. And he gets the message. Listen, verse 13. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for, for thy prayer is heard. Like I said, he's this close. God says, I've heard you. You're nine months away from getting the blessing. And then he says, Oh, well, you know. And that is in, uh, you can read this this week, but uh, he describes what John the Baptist, what his son, rather, what his son's going to do. And verse 18, he's taken the message and he says, where, and how am I supposed to know this? In verse 18, Zacharias says unto the angel, I'm an old man and my wife, well, she's stricken in age too. I know he takes some of the blame, but we're reading it to get it exactly as it is written. He says, I'm old, she's old. Took you so long. And the angel answers, says, do you know who I am? I am Gabriel. Amen? You got God, you got Gabriel, you got Michael, the archangels, archangels. This is somebody important. He says, I am Gabriel. 
I come from, he says, I stand in the presence of God. Remember what he said, and we heard your prayers. And God has sent me to speak unto you. I'm reading verse 19. And to show you these glad tidings. Good news. Your prayer has been answered. Hey, man, stay spiritual. Don't start looking at the flesh and say, well, you know, this, this is going to be pretty hard. You should have showed up a few years ago and, you know, when I had it going on at a younger age. Gabriel says, do you know who sent me? God. Do you know who I am? I am Gabriel. And he says, behold, enough of your foolishness. There's going to be no more nonsense coming out of you. He says, behold, you shall not speak until you see it come, until it comes time to name him, for his name shall be called John. Not Zach Jr. They wanted to call him the legacy. Not Zacharias the second. He says, his name's going to be John, starting a new, a new thing. And he's going to come. Read it. Read it this week. Read it a couple of times and hallelujah. And find out. Don't mess up your prayers. Don't mess up your calling upon God and your asking. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Pray. Don't ask amiss. And see God move on your behalf and in your favor. God is a good God. Amen. I have to finish Romans chapter 8, verse 9. I'm going to pray in about 10 minutes or so. But ye are, this is verse 9, Romans 8. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Amen. Zacharias, he just stepped out of the spirit and he says, I'm old. Well, your flesh is old. She, you know, the woman, my wife, is well stricken in age. Yeah, well, she's old. But God is God. Hallelujah. And verse 9, if we, in Romans 8, going back to verse 9 again. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. What spirit? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth. Um, excuse me. Verse 9, let me finish. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In verse 10, if we say, and if Christ be in you, talking about who rules, who is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him, I quote this verse oft, often, verse 11, but if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that, verse 11, Romans 8, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. What Spirit is in you? And the reason why I bring this up, I'm going to go into Ephesians chapter 6 and the 12th verse. You know, I'm going to read one verse. I'm going to, verse 2 Corinthians 13, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 13. Because I, I kind of quoted part of this a few minutes and I said I'll get to it, so I'm going to, I need to get to it. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to read verse 5. And I will... Um, 
Pardon me. I will be using this verse. We're getting ready for communion. Communion's five days away. We're getting ready for communion when I read this. 2 Corinthians 13 and the fifth verse. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not? Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you? Except ye be reprobates? Who is in you today? Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. God prophesied way back. Ezekiel, if, if I get the math right, from Ezekiel to John, we're looking at 400 plus years. It's a long time. It's at least that, if not a little more. And then Jesus Christ came and he said, this is how it's going to work. This is how you're going to receive a new heart. His name is Jesus. This is how you're going to receive a new spirit. His name is Jesus. And not just any spirit, but God says, my spirit. And now back in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, it says, now you examine yourself whether you be in the faith. I read through the faith scriptures already. Uh, without faith, it is at the beginning of this broadcast. We need faith. And you get faith by the hearing of the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. What do you need to hear? Hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why this is not a 10-minute program or a five-minute broadcast. This is as long as I can hold up before I need to replenish this flesh so that you do have a... I've, I'm trying to use the word significant, appropriate, the right amount of faith, amen, the good amount if you have bad English, but the right amount, the good amount, you have the, you have the, ne the necessary, I use it, the, you have the, the necessary, what is necessary to make your way through what we need to go through. It's, it's, where we are being, the, the devil is, and it doesn't matter if you're in Canada or whatever part of the world you're in. I'm from Canada, so I can speak from the, the Canadian point of view. How we have become subject to all kinds of different restrictions and regulations. And we, we conform and, and we give and we restrict ourselves under curfews, under times, under vaccinations, under passports, under all kinds of, uh, you know, legal implementations that have been handed down from men and such. And it's, we, and we're, we're not, they're, prom they're making their promises, do this, we can reset, do this, it'll get better, do this, we can start over, do this, and we'll flatten the curve, do this, it's, it, and we're not there yet. They're making promises. And the more that they are going about saying what they're saying, the more you see that they need God. We pray, we pray for our leaders. Are you praying for our leaders? Is what the Bible teaches us to do. And we need to further ourselves along. And, but the only way that we are going to be able to do this is with what God has given us. Nothing else works. Nothing else matters. And I want you to understand this at home. Amen. So we begin, we take inventory. We begin to look at ourselves saying, okay, what do, are we dealing with the spirit of God or are we dealing with something else? There's spirits which are spirits of delusions. As we read this, know ye not 
Um, I've read in 2 Corinthians 13. Um, I want to get to Ephesians, but I'm going to take the time. I don't know what time it is, but uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Examine yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you. Back up to chapter 6. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16. Some of us know this scripture. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. Turn back three, four pages. I'll read it very quickly. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Question the mark. For ye are the temple of the living God, as God, and underline this, as God hath said. We went back to Ezekiel. In the book of John, we read how Jesus Christ came and fulfilled. Now, after the fact, Paul is teaching. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16 as God hath said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I'm going to read the second half of this verse again at home. I want you to shout an amen or an hallelujah, because this is when it gets, when God can make that claim, when God can sit there and say, hey, devil, have you considered my servant? And then just put your name in there. Say, well, are you quoting Job? Yes, I am. But Job is long gone. Since Job, other servants have come and gone. But here we are today as servants with a new heart, with a new mind, with the spirit of God, with the Jesus identifies that spirit as he calls it the spirit of truth. This is what we read. So when... Paul here is telling us, he says, now, what agreement are you? Know you not that you're the temple? We already read this verse and established this. That's in three chapters earlier. Or rather, the book, 1 Corinthians 3.16, which I read earlier. Know you not that you're the temple of God? Now, in 2 Corinthians 6.16, he says, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? So there is a separation that is made, for ye are the temple of the living God, not dead idols, not dead circumstances, not dead replacements, or, or, or not dead uh, you know, obstacles that get in, the, in God's way, or actually get in your way. If you want to look at it correctly, and it gets in God's way, but something that gets in God's way, it, it's in my way as well. So we get rid of these things so that God, who is not dead... It is a living God who has said this, Paul writes. And he says, I will dwell in them. Why? Because we know him. Why? Because we have received them. Why? Because God has given us his spirit. And God says, I will be their God. Thank God for the prophet Ezekiel. Thank God for Jesus Christ that came to fulfill. I will be their God and they shall be my people. We're going to go into the book of Ephesians, and I'm not through. The next time we come together, perhaps we'll end a year. I don't know if I've some verses in my mind to end this year off, but we'll probably come back to this if we're having communion, find out what's in us as we take inventory, as we take into high regard of who we are in Christ. In Ephesians 3, I'm going to read two verses. One in Ephesians 3, 17, where it says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Are you in the faith? Amen. 
I know I skipped around, but the verse prior to this was, examine yourselves whether ye be in faith. That's 2 Corinthians 13, 5. That's the order which I meant to give this, so I apologize that. Got the wrong order. But if we were reading things in order, I would have read 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Then we jump into Ephesians 3, 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And the second half of this verse, listen. That ye being rooted and grounded in love, in truth, because of who is in you, the spirit which ye have received from God, the spirit which ye have received from God, the spirit which God has given you. Someone say, given me. Amen. Hallelujah. So that we have an understanding, if I read verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, you and I together today. We have, we have, we're coming to this understanding. Why? Because we have a heart that understands. Because we have received it. Sorry, we have received the spirit from God. So we come to this understanding, we come to this knowledge, and we're doing this all together. Isn't this great? You and I. That we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which patheth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. I tell you, when, once this begins to develop inside of you, it doesn't matter what is taking place around you. Once you begin to have the fullness of God, there's no room for doubt. There's no room for unbelief. There's no room for the wickedness of this world. There's no room for the devil. There's no room for darkness. There's no room for sin. I am filled. When the devil comes knocking on your door, he should see the no vacancy sign. As I said him in an hour ago, he said, we're living in an age when the world, the, the, the inhabitants of this world are so preoccupied with everything, all the news flashes and all the Google alerts and all the Facebook ads that pop up even while you're on this page and everything that we become so involved that God is not even in second place. It seems that God is in third and fourth place. But once we become preoccupied, my mind is stayed upon him, we read last week. Amen. My mind is not going to be changed or my mind is not going to be subject to what's, to whoever shows up on a whim and says, hey, I got something for you. Hey, why don't you try this? Hey, why don't you smoke this? Or why don't you give this a shot? No, I am not preoccupied with what's happening in this world due to circumstances or situations. I am preoccupied with every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. This is how I live and I am completely preoccupied. There's no room. I can't think of anything else. Because I meditate on the word of God day and night. Amen. And his delight shall be. Praise God. And I thank God. Young people listening to me. Amen. I know this, your, your flesh will begin to squirm or reject what you're, what you're hearing. But this is the only way. Amen. There is only one spirit to go by. And it is the spirit that God wants to give you. It's the spirit that God wants to instill within you. That, that you can have within you. Someone say, in me. Hallelujah, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. Amen.
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length, what is the breadth, what is the height, what is the depth. Reading Ephesians 3, 16, 17, or quoting as it goes. Amen. And to know the love of God. Hallelujah. Well, what happens if I don't? I'm so glad you asked. Turn the page. I turn one page, I get to Ephesians 6. If you need to turn two pages, turn two pages, Ephesians 6. In five minutes, I'm going to pray. Or maybe seven. Five or seven. This is the last verse I'm going to read. And it's going to be Ephesians 6, the last chapter in this book. Verse 12. This is war. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I trust after all this time we're getting spiritual. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. I underline two words in this verse, rulers and the rulers of this world. I wanted to make sure that there's rulers of this world, and then there's the ruler in me. Someone say, in me. The ruler, capital R, in me. That's why this is the third week. We're looking at rulers and rules. And I thank God today. God says, I want to be your God. That means he rules. That means he reigns. Hallelujah. I want you to be my people, but you can't do it without my spirit. You can't do it without a new spirit. You can't do it without a new heart. You want to be entangled? You want to get involved with things that exist in this world? Read verse 12. Ephesians 6 is a good chapter to read in its entirety. I'm going to read just this one verse for today before I get ready to pray. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual. It's not the spirit of truth. God has one spirit for you. There's no options. God's spirit, the spirit of truth, the new spirit which God gives us. Otherwise, there's other spirits, but it doesn't end well. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of this world, spirits of wickedness. I'm going to pray in about two minutes. You make your choice today. I want God to rule. And the only way this is possible, as we've been reading scripture, God prophesied it. He says, I'll give you a new heart. You need a new heart, and that's how I'll pray. God says, I'll give you a new spirit. You need a new spirit? That's how I'll pray. And God defined that spirit as being his spirit. This doesn't come from religion. It, it's not passed down. It's not how you were christened. It's not how great-grandpappy, great-granddaddy believed, or whoever, grandma. It's, this comes directly from God. And I believe, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, 
the purpose, if you would, or the, the point as precisely as I can get in this season when we have all kinds of gifts and things from all kinds of different people in all kinds of different directions. There's only one gift that matters, and it's the gift that God has for you through his son, Jesus Christ. 60 seconds, and I pray. Make your decision today. The rulers of the darkness of this world needs to be put in their place. Against spiritual wickedness in high places, these things need to be out of our life so that Jesus Christ comes in to dwell. Know ye not. From this day forward, I want you to know who you are. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Young people, they tell you you're a loser. They tell you you ain't nothing. They tell you you're all by yourself. They'll tell you all kinds of things. But the devil is a liar. Believe that. Believe what you have received from God and believe who God has, how God has built you. If you're built by the things of this world, whoever's doing the building, you're building in vain. Going back to the onset of this teaching, amen. If God is not building, if you're not fitly framed together, that we read we, in Ephesians, we come back in the book of Ephesians, Psalm 127 in the first verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21 and 22. It's done in vain. But today I know that God has not um, given us this message in vain. God has not spoken through his prophet Ezekiel in vain. God did not send his son Jesus Christ in vain. God did not appoint the apostle Paul in vain. We read Ephesians, Romans, uh, Corinthians, Colossians. A lot of this is the, most of all that is the apostle Paul. Hallelujah. This was done for the good of your soul and for the good of my soul. So I'm going to pray 10 seconds. You make a decision right now saying, God, I want you to be ruler. I want you to be Lord. There's another term to that. It says, be Lord. If you believe it in your heart, you confess Jesus Christ. He becomes Lord of your life. He becomes the ruler. He becomes in charge. Hallelujah. And with him ruling, with God ruling rather, let me be precise, with God ruling, we go by his rules. We walk in them. Hallelujah. Amen. We keep them, two, and we do them, three. Hallelujah. That's how I'm going to pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank God today. Praise God for this message which we have received. Lord, I pray that the ears, amen, have just not been just, just wandering around. Or I pray that the ears have been open to, to not only hear this message, but the heart has been open to perceive that the understanding of what we have today that will allow us and cause us, Lord. You said, I thank God for a new heart. Thank God for a new spirit. But it's your spirit that is in each and every one of us today. Now, if there's someone asking for the spirit, Lord, forgive them of their sins and their trespasses. And become, amen, make your abode in them so that you may dwell in them. They in you and you in them. As Jesus Christ says, I will dwell in them and my Father comes with me. This is what makes a difference. We can't do it otherwise. We're not going to survive this world without your spirit, without your heart, without your mind, without your, your understanding, without this message that we have received today. It's going to be difficult, if not next to impossible, if, the same, if that spirit which raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you. Lord, I pray that the spirit dwell in each and every one of us today. 
in each household, Lord, as I pray. Holy mom is listening. Holy dad is listening. Young children, young uh, teenagers are listening today, praise God. I thank God that this makes a difference. It makes a difference in our households. It makes a difference in our life. It makes a difference with the peace that we long for upon this earth. It makes a difference at work. It makes a difference in school. It makes a difference in our bank accounts. It makes a difference in the businesses that we have. It makes a difference in the job that we have. It makes a difference as an employer. It makes a difference as an employee. It makes a difference whatever we touch, whatever we say and do. Lord, I thank God that we can have the, the, the receive the message today that I have heard your prayers. And Lord, we're not going to react or, you know, shocked or stunned with unbelief or disbelief. Lord, we're going we're gonna to delight ourselves in you. And I thank God today, praise God, you shall give us the desires of your heart, Lord. And we have this vision which comes from your word. We have this understanding, which we have received today by your spirit, by your Holy Ghost, which has anointed these words today. And I pray that they are found in good ground today. I come against the thorns, the pleasures and the cares, which choke the wayside. But today I pray for good ground, that this good seed will make its way into good ground. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The seed will begin to grow root, will grow downward, just as the prophet prophesied, and the fruit will grow upward today. Husbandman, my father, you are the husbandman. As you come to inspect the branches, which we are, Lord, you'll find fruit. Thank God for your purging today. Amen. There's things that we need to let go. There's things that we need to be, uh, Lord, Lord, we need to be transformed. Amen. So that we not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And I thank God today as we read these scriptures, as Ezekiel prophesied, as your son Jesus Christ was sent to fulfill, as we read what the Apostle Paul Paul was able to write unto us by the revelation which he received through the Spirit. Today, it changes who we are in Christ. It changes our approach. It changes our mentality. It changes the direction that the flesh wants to go. And Lord, we're going to, as we press toward the mark for the prize, Lord, I thank God today there's nothing that will get in our way. I come against the distractions that destroy the faith, that destroy the belief that, that the saints of God have or the saints of God need. In, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devils. I rebuke the darkness of this world. I rebuke, rebuke the spirits that come against the children of God in the name of Jesus. Whatever form and whatever shape, we've gone through a season where it comes in, in whatever, whatever, a, a, a gift wrapped, the yuletide logs, trees with lights that blink and flash and all kinds of things. Again, it's carnal and we don't want the carnal things. Lord, we want the spiritual things and as I ask you for them today, Hallelujah. On behalf of all my brothers and sisters, everyone listening, Lord, I ask today, praise God, I command the work of your hand into our lives, praise God, amen. Build us, praise God, upon a foundation which is stable, upon a foundation where Jesus Christ is the chief, the head, praise God. I thank God today that we shall be built. When the storms, and there are storms coming against us, but when the storms come against us, when it's all said and done, our houses being fitly framed together, our house is still standing, and it's standing upon this rock, and his name is Jesus Christ, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Lord, I thank God. This is our prayer as we come together in the of the body of Christ. Lord, I thank God for this opportunity and this time which we have had once again. 
that makes a difference. Praise God. For the, it's for the good of our souls, Lord. I thank God today we've set aside whatever was going on in the kitchen, whatever was going on in the basement, whatever was going on in the garage, or whatever was going on somewhere else, and we decided to be found where Jesus Christ was. Amen. To take our place at his feet for what is necessary, for what is needful, and that is the, the preaching of your word today. I thank God for your Holy Ghost that was able to anoint this word of God. I thank God, amen, for this for all those that have joined with me for the time that we have spent in the Word of God. We read through your Old Testament and then we, we became involved with what we've been reading in the New Testament under, under your new covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are thankful for the blood. We are thankful for the work which Jesus Christ wrought on Calvary. We are thankful for the blood which was shed. We are thankful that your son Jesus Christ became our Redeemer. We are thankful that Jesus Christ became the atonement for our sins today, and we are washed. Now I pray for that person, praise God, that is looking to be cleansed. Hallelujah. By pure water. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Be cleansed in Jesus' name today. Cleanse from all filthiness of your flesh and of your mind and of your spirit, because God has a new heart and a new spirit and a new mind for you today. Praise God for his mercy. Sinner, if I were you, change your way right now. Call upon God. Say, God, I want that new spirit. I want that new heart. I want that new way, the way which leadeth unto life. And it's not a way of death, but it is Jesus Christ, your son, who is life, who is the way, and who is the truth. Because today, the spirit of truth needs to be in us and needs to dwell in us. And I thank God today for the spirit of truth. I pray that this spirit of truth, amen, is what it will reign, is what will rule in you. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. But I thank God today we are made free. The truth which we have heard, the truth which we know, is making us free today. Free, Jesus Christ. Praise God came that we be free and that we be free indeed. God be merciful unto me, a sinner. Say those words if you're a sinner. Praise God. If you've said those words... A short while ago or a long time ago, put your hands up and thank God for today. Say, thank God for that new heart which you've given me. Thank God for that new spirit which I have received. Thank God, amen, this new spirit is your spirit which you have given us. Thank God, amen, that that flesh, uh, those tables of stone were removed. And yeah, I've received a heart of flesh which is in me today, praise God. And I will let you rule. I will let the peace of God, I will let your peace rule within me. I will let the word of God, amen, dwell in me. I will allow, praise God, the will of God to have its way in my life, praise God, until Jesus comes, praise God. Give us that right mind, amen, to be found on the right way. And I thank God for it today, praise God. Sinner that is repenting, today, praise God, this is your opportunity. Repent, you must be born again, Jesus said. Repent of your sins to be born again today. Lord, if there's someone that's repenting, forgive them as your word has said. As far as the east is from the west, it doesn't matter what they have done. Praise God. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ will wash. Praise God. The blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of your son washes us today. And I am so thankful, so thankful for it. Praise God. If there be needs in our life, Lord, I thank God that you will supply all our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I pray for good health. I pray that we prosper as we bring this year to a close. I thank God, amen, that we will do everything pleasing in your sight. We have provided our tithes and our offerings throughout this year. For we have a few days left to make up. Hey, Lord, as we take inventories, we 
look at what we have done or look at what we haven't do or look at what we should be doing, there is still time to do what we need to do, praise God. And I thank God for this assembly of the saints, the assembly of the believers which we have had. I thank God for the blessing of your Holy Ghost in us and for the Word of God, praise God, amen, which we live by today. Lord, we're going to live by it. It's proceeded out of your mouth, and we're going to live by it because it is life. And I thank God for it today, praise God. In Jesus' name, I pray these things, amen and amen. If you decided to serve God today, today is the day. Hallelujah. This is the time. Hallelujah. Don't put this off. Today is the day. Salvation is yours today. Ask for it in the name of Jesus Christ, and it, 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 yours, and it becomes yours for the asking. Say, God, save me. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Don't put this off. Don't make it a New Year's resolution. I don't know if we'll see the 1st of January, 2022. If we do, we're going to see it together. That's my desire. That is my hope. But for you, if you need to repent, repent now. I mean, I trust I prayed for you. If I did, say you prayed for me, and I'll know that there was somebody that made this decision, a good decision, the best decision that you have ever made in your life, praise God. From this day forward, we go with the spirit of truth, which is in us. God says, I will give you a new spirit. I will put my spirit in you. Thank God for his spirit. God, I thank you for your spirit, which we have to work with. I thank God for all the words of spirit and of life, which we have in our hands, Praise God. So that's where the blessing is, and I want you to be blessed. My name is Lincoln. I thank God for your patience. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Thank you so much for following along with the Word of God and uh, posting scriptures and sharing scriptures. As I gave you scriptures, you'll give me scriptures when I read the comments in a few minutes from now when I get home. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Praise God. So let's go move forward. Hallelujah. Let's be profitable unto the kingdom of God. So when our master returns, he shall find his servants so doing. Praise God. Amen. So thank God as we have received the new heart, the new spirit from God that God has given us, we will walk in them. And I thank God. Praise God. We will keep them is two and number Number three, we will do them, praise God. So walk in them, keep them, and be a doer. Until next time, I love you. Praise God. Let's give God all the praise and give God all the glory for his word. Hallelujah. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth.